1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Do the Dallas Cowboys have to trade back from pick number 24? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys
2: podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your uh, daily Dallas Cowboys uh. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 bucks. if your bet wins. Just visit Fanduel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are answering your Twitter questions, including... Could the Dallas Cowboys select the defensive tackle in round one? Who is their top free agent priority? But let's start with this Landon. Do the Cowboys, this question comes from Mark, do the Cowboys have to consider trading back in round one, given their lack of picks and
0: because of uh, the depth in this draft? I don't know if they have to consider it. They definitely should consider it. I mean, you know, like you mentioned, they're, they're, they're short picks this year. Obviously they're, a, a huge draft and develop team so being short pick is 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 not a great spot to be in especially when you have a number of free agents coming up in the next few years because of the enormous draft haul that you had uh, almost four years ago today uh and so I, I think that if an opportunity comes up and and uh you feel comfy with where the the move back is to and you're getting some Good compensation. That, yeah, you definitely should consider it. Maybe more so than you would in a normal year. Uh, but, but I, I don't know that like you absolutely have to. I mean, I think that there are definitely guys that are gonna could fall to you at, at your pick that you you know would be surprised to be uh, falling to you, right? Like some surprise fallers. And you're in quite a uh, you're in like in that range in the first round where all it takes is one. You know, all it takes is one guy to kind of slip through uh, the cracks a little bit. And and suddenly you've got, uh, 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 you know, a uh, a, a, a top five, this class top five offensive tackle falling to you uh, or or like Brian Thomas Jr. Or someone Mm -hmm. like that, you know, who just kind of has a lot of players at the same position that are ahead of them that are also extremely good players. Uh, And then suddenly you you get a guy that in probably any other year would be a top 15 pick uh, staring you at the face at 24. And, and, and look, there's an opportunity that one that guy could be a quarterback, right? And maybe you get a nice uh, 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 trade offer to trade back in in order to uh, to, uh, facilitate a trade for a team that's coming up to get their quarterback. And they want that extra fifth year. There certainly is opportunity, I think for, for trade backs. And I certainly think it is more appetizing, but Uh, You know, it's it's certainly it's also one of the things you definitely need to wait and see the way the draft board falls because you know you could have a CD Lamb or a Des Bryant situation where you have a guy that you never even expected to fall all the way down to you land right in your lap and you and you don't want to like just lose that opportunity by you know trying to trade trade down or trade back uh, before you get a chance to see what happens.
1: I agree with every point that you just made. However, when you look at this team right now and what it could look like in twenty twenty five. I mean, you could be missing a big chunk of the middle of your roster. Like, I was just going through some of the players today. Like, I think Doran Armstrong is going to leave in free agency. That's a starting defensive end, basically, for you, right? Um, Osa Dikizuba is a free agent next year. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, I'm not going to break any news, but I don't think he's coming back, right? Uh, Jordan Lewis is a free agent. Stephon Gilmore is a free agent. Your safeties are all free agents after the 2024 season. I I just wonder, like... Players from like 22 to 35, I think you've got to start rebuilding that part of your roster. And Landon, every time I do a mock draft, I end up loving the players that are available from like picks 50 through 80. And I always wish the Cowboys had another pick there. And I think this is a draft where you could drop from 24 to 30, pick up another third round pick and be thrilled and get the same caliber of player at 30 that you are at 24.
0: Yeah, it certainly is possible. I, I, I And like I said, I, I am endorsing 95% of all tradeback scenarios. I just think that they need to be – they're at that pick. They're right in that range, right, where they're at 24 and there's probably 23 blue-chip players, yeah, right? They're, they're, or,
1: you could very well get a first-round graded player that falls to you. But Which is you it worth? Would. Yeah, is it worth moving down away from that player if it's close at all? I, I, I
0: actually think it depends
1: on the player, right? Yeah, it I, depends I think on that's the player, the
0: thing, right? Like I, I think if if you if it if it's a player at a position that you already committed in know a pretty long term contract to, to players, and there's not like a clear path to getting them on the field, or even if it's a situation where like uh, even with tackle. Right. Like if you've got Ty- Tyron Smith coming back and Tyler Smith coming back, it's like if you get like a blue chip tackle staring at you the- at the face, someone may be willing to overpay for that. Oh, my now, gosh. Yeah. Right. So, so, and, and, and your need there may not be as immediate as, as, uh, as getting that extra third round pick this year. Right. So I do think that there are lots of these kind of case by case situations that like could come up. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know that I'm disagreeing with you. I, I tend to think that, that I think trading back is a, a, a top, top uh, a choice in, in, in what can happen on draft day. But it also matters very much what the actual specifics are.
1: I just want to mention, I've been doing these mock drafts all the time on Pro Football Focus. And just to let everybody know, the Cowboys don't have a fourth-round pick. I'm not sure why PFF hasn't updated that in their simulator. So every time I do one of these drafts, and I I just do the first three rounds because the Cowboys don't have a fourth-round pick. Like I did one today. I took an offensive lineman, a cornerback and then a running back. And it's like, okay, where, where's your linebacker? What linebacker, what are the Cowboys doing at linebacker this year? Or what are they doing at defensive end? What are they doing at defensive tackle? It's just like, I don't have enough picks to fill all of those needs. And you're just, you're not going to have enough picks to fill every need. That's just the way that the NFL and the draft goes. But I think I would feel a lot better about not trading back. If the Cowboys had their fourth round pick, I I feel like not having that pick does,
0: make a trade back a little bit more appealing. Sure. Uh, unless you've got, uh, uh, there, the other, you know, chance here is that is there a player that you're willing to move on from to, to kind of get picks instead, you know, because I do think that, that there is, and I don't have anyone in mind. I just, but I'm that's just the saying- problem
1: is like, I I don't know which player you could trade where you're
0: getting a top 125 Heck. you know, that's a different story. You know, maybe you don't get like a top four round player or top, you know, three or three round player, but I do think that if you wanted to move off on some of the players that may not be a good fit necessarily, uh, you have a lot of safeties here. Maybe you can move off of one of them and get like a fifth rounder or something like sure. that. <clears throat> I think that helps kind of you know mitigate some of those losses that you had. And and, and look, I mean, I, I do think too that it's something to consider that even with all the holes that the Cowboys would have had if they hadn't done that trade they probably they might have taken a quarterback anyway oh, yeah, I, I, I so their, I,
1: it filled one of the needs like they needed to get younger and they needed they've been wanting to get a developmental
0: quarterback anyway so i'm not saying that the trade was bad no yeah but it's just tough when you have a whole bunch of needs and that's you're looking at not enough well, uh, picks for sure I'm going to give you
1: one of the problems that I have. I this wide receiver class is awesome, man. Like I I know that we're just starting to get into it, and we're going to be talking more about the draft over the next two months. But like, day two is where the wide receiver class is really strong. It's also a good spot to grab a running back. Like if you need to grab a running back, which the Cowboys clearly do, if you want to grab one on round three, you're going to get a, a heck of a player. It's really hard to go running back wide receiver on day two. And then you're basically just completely ignoring your defense or your offensive line. That's the issue that I'm running into when I do these drafts.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially since you, I mean, let's go ahead and assume you're going to need a starting center at some point. Right. So like, I, I think, yeah, getting a starting center, well, you know, picking the wide receiver that you want because you feel like he's going to add to the team, and then you're going to need a starting running back potentially as well, and that's not even addressing linebacker, which you know you probably corner. want. Corner, I mean, the they call a corner. Yep. So yeah, I I agree that there's definitely needs here. I, I think the Cowboys are going to have to pull from free agency more than they're used to just because of this. I mean, I I just don't know that you can rely on the idea that you're going to be able to trade back if it comes up. That's great, but I, I think the Cowboys are likely going to have to pull some of these replacements from from free agency or potentially talk about re-signing some folks like Dorrance Armstrong. Or which whoever. is going
1: to be tough to do considering their cap situation, which yeah. uh, the Cowboys got to figure out here over the next few weeks. Let's continue to talk about the draft. Is there any chance that the Cowboys could draft a defensive tackle in the in round one for the second straight year? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. We only have about two months until the NBA playoffs. You can bet on who's going to be in the play-in game, who's going to make the NBA playoffs, who's going to come out of each conference, and, of course, who is going to win the championship. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Landon, next question comes from Adam. He wants to know, is there any chance that the Cowboys draft an interior defensive lineman with a 24th pick?
0: Well, it's, it, the question is not only coming from Adam, the question is also coming from me uh, because I, I, I have this question, right? Like, I, to me, it makes a lot of sense, right, for the Cowboys to be interested in uh, a defensive tackle, even in the first round, even after taking a defensive tackle last year in the first round. Um, you, you talk about just because it, it Look, that that's how much of a of a of a cratering hole that that defensive tackle has been at this at this on this team for the last few years. Is that you you drafted a guy in the first round last year, and you're still like. You're you're losing them faster than you're getting them. You know you're going to have Osa coming up on a, on a contract uh, at the end of this year. Yep, he is going to probably command a lot of money. He played very very well for you, and he's, if you look at come of the pass rush statistics and you know, just the statistics overall, he's produced it at at a at a very high rate for defensive tackles. um And if you're not interested in necessarily paying Osa, then you're definitely going to need another defensive tackle. So uh even without even without you know the osa walking at the at the end of the year you, you lost neville gallum or hankins is not necessarily guaranteed to be back and, no, and even, even if he is, he's what, 37 years yeah, old. yeah even if he is he's 37 um you've got some guys that are younger but 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 i mean mostly they're kind of inside outside guys they're not really a bunch of true defensive tackles that you've got what so, you anything about
1: like chauncey golston
0: Yeah, Golston and and, and Fuhoku. And, you know, Golston's
1: on the final year of his
0: deal as well. Also, yeah. So, this is a situation where the Cowboys have a ton of need here. Look, on one side, you've got the Cowboys' draft history and tendencies, right? Which is weighs heavily against them drafting a defensive tackle in the first round. But on the other side, you've got all this other stuff, including like what I just mentioned the needs, the the lack of talent there that's coming down the road. And I would say the other part that's kind of weighing on this side is that there's the presence of guys like Byron Murphy, who at the bottom of the first round makes a ton of sense. He's mm-hmm. the kind of guy that like you, you you spend a first round pick as a defensive tackle. He's disruptive in both the pass and the run game. Uh, he's an incredible athlete. He dominated at Texas, um, and I think that you you and then uh, you know even his his teammate uh, uh, maybe even a round later he's a guy Devontae Sweat. Uh, yeah, Devontae Sweat. So I I think that they're. There is a lot of history telling us, hey, we were lucky to get a first-round defensive tackle drafted last year, That you know, but I think there's also a lot of evidence on the other side that makes me really say uh, the Cowboys really, really should consider taking a defensive tackle in the first round if there's one worthy of that pick that falls to them.
1: I will say across the NFL, <clears throat> you're seeing this happen more often where these teams, they just can't keep up. With the defensive tackle talent, like look at the 49ers, right? They drafted DeForce Buckner. He got to be where he was so much money that they couldn't they couldn't keep him. They drafted Eric Armstead, same school. Then they go out and they pay Jay on Hargrave. They draft Javon Kinlaw in round one, and they still have defensive tackle problems. Like they're still yeah. looking. Philadelphia is another good example. They've drafted oh, yeah. defensive tackles in back-to-back years, right? And yet Fletcher Cox is the defensive tackle that keeps playing the most. Uh, Milton Mm -hmm. Williams was somebody they took in the second round, having a hard time even getting him on the field. So this is an issue that a lot of really good teams are having is they just can't get enough quality defensive tackles. You mentioned Murphy. I think that's a really good one. I've got a feeling that once we get through the combine, he's probably not going to be enough. Yeah. Maybe. But johnny newton from illinois i know that's somebody who a lot of people like quite a bit and i'm even going to throw in another name darius robinson from missouri i know he's really more of a edge but he's a 290 pound edge with really long arms could he do some of the inside outside stuff the kind of moonlight as a defensive tackle on certain situations it's possible i i just i do wonder like if you're not drafting these guys high, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to find somebody later on in the draft that you feel great about playing.
0: Yeah, and then again, it, it kind of feeds into that other problem we talked about: is that if you take a defensive tackle in the first round, it really makes it hard to kind of hit all the other needs that you've got. So, uh, but if you yeah. pass on them, I mean, you're in especially trouble. Especially this class, like <laughs> there's,
1: there's one or two guys outside of round one that I think could make an impact by year 2 not just not in year 1 because yeah. most of these guys don't make an impact in year 1 I'm I'm
0: talking about like year
1: 2 and year 3
0: you're running a real gambit right like I do think that like second third and fourth you can find a wide receiver running back and center uh Correct. in those rounds it's just it's like it's tight man you're you're, you're running a tight rope you know so uh, I think that that's kind of where I'm at too, though. Is that to me, you know, there are certain players, certain positions, right? That like, if you can't get a guy at that position in a top, you know, into the round, then is it worth it? Kind of tossing a pick at a guy who may not well, be ready for two or three years. And I even
1: look that. look at Dallas's draft history. Now, this isn't to say that it's always going to be the same, but they drafted. Neville Gallimore in the third round, right? Um, I don't know if he's lived up to that status, right? They drafted Tristan Hill in the second round. That obviously didn't work out. Osa did. is one of the, the rare hits that you get on day two. Uh, it's really hard to find those guys because typically defensive tackles that are you're drafting on day two, either they're undersized like Osa or they're great athletes like Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore that just haven't put it all together yet. It, it's a real risk it's one of the few positions that i just don't feel great about year to year drafting on day two and day three and expecting anything from
0: it's 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 one of those positions that like there's a very clear gap between the the top top guys and like that second level almost every year right every year and, and because they're such rare planet players right yes because they they're the you have bigger guys that are also athletic, right. That are offensive linemen. Those guys are rare, but these guys are just very unusual body types, right? Like the types of human beings that can pack 300 pounds onto a six foot two frame and and still move fluidly like they're, you know, a a soccer player. So uh, yeah, I, I think that there is a point when in the first round where you can get those guys and they're, physically gifted and they're uh skilled players right if you go past the first round you start usually getting one of the other right yeah. like skilled yeah. players or physically gifted players yeah. you just don't get the guys that are like plug and play starter defensive tackles in the second round the way you would at you know, 95% no. of the other positions in the
1: NFL. And by the way, this isn't me advocating that the Cowboys have to draft a defensive tackle in round no. one. It's more just dating the reality. Like if the Cowboys don't draft one in in round one, I wouldn't be surprised if they just completely ignored it until the fifth and sixth yeah. round. And at that point, totally. you're just grabbing a body to fill the back end of the roster.
0: Yeah. It's not like, oh, we need a defensive tackle or bust. It's like, hey a first round defensive tackle is a need on this team. Yes. You need a top end yes. interior pass rusher. Don't try to like, you know, ham fist it with a third rounder. Like that's Correct. just not going to work. Yep. But if that, if the talent falls to you, then you have to take advantage of that opportunity because the Cowboys haven't in the past and they, and right. you know, the roster reflects that.
1: All right, Lana. you mentioned that the Cowboys might need to do a better job of re-signing some of their own free agents this year. Who is the top free agent priority for the Cowboys outside of Tyron Smith? We will get to that next.
0: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: Welcome back to the Lot Cowboys Podcast. We are answering your mailbag questions uh, here on the show. Our last question comes from Dallas Griffin. He wants to know if you can only re-sign one, only one of these, who would you choose? Doris Armstrong, Stefan Gilmore, Jonathan Hankins, or Tyler Biotish?
0: So you signed you know, one
1: and all of the all of the other ones hit
0: free agency. So Armstrong, who is the second one? Gilmore, yeah, Hankins, or Biotish. Uh, Biotish. okay, I just want to make sure that my guy was in there. I, I think the answer to me is Stefan Gilmore. Um, uh, because if you go around and look, I, honestly, and 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 it's funny, you know what actually gave me this answer is I saw Mina Kimes tweeting last night about how she was going, uh, you know, doing a project for NFL, uh, the, her NFL show on ESPN, and she was going around just looking at all the depth charts. And the thing that she kept on coming back to was, this team needs cornerbacks. This team needs cornerbacks. Oh, this team. Oh, needs every team needs at least this one or two. Yeah. And and if you look at the Cowboys, right, if they let Stephon Gilmore go, right, if they let him walk. I mean, you got to draft a cornerback, like, like probably immediately. I, I think that you could, you could, well, say that you- unless, unless you bring back
1: Jordan Lewis, that makes things a little bit different, right? Because if you bring back Jordan Lewis, he's your slot, Bland and Diggs are your outside corners, and maybe you could wait until rounds two or
0: three to grab one. I just don't know that you can rely on that. I just, you know, I, I, not at this position. I, I mean, again, to me, even if you want to bring Jordan Lewis back, I think that's like as a bonus, right? Like, and, and I, I don't know. I, I think you, I think you need that third corner, and so I, to especially when you're looking at that grouping of players, like Hankins, literally, you're signing him because. I don't know. Like you don't have very other, very many other three hundred thirty pound defensive tackles on speed dial. It's not like Hankins has been spectacular. You know, to me, he's, he's somebody
1: that signs for the vet
0: minimum. And yeah, I, I almost I don't, don't think... throw him in there because he's not lost yeah. anything. I, yeah, he's gonna. He's probably not gonna cost you anything. I think Biadish. It, it's time for, to for an upgrade here. Like he's been fine for several years, but. I think because of what you've seen in the draft, it makes sense to replace Biotis in the draft because of the the depth, the rare depth in this class, right? Uh, and to, and to me, it's just Gilmore Ar- Armstrong is going to cost more than you're probably willing to pay. Armstrong would probably be my second choice. I mean, yeah. just because I think as far as total value for the team, like he's probably the next guy, right? When Maybe he's twenty six. Yeah, he's 26. He's he's young. He's good on defense. He's great on special teams. It makes a lot of sense. But he's also probably about to get paid more money than his worth, if that makes sense. Yeah, because like, I don't know if you can pay a third defensive end 11 million a year here, which is probably what he's going to get, right? So, uh, and you also have someone like Sam Williams who you know i think sam is it's going to be interesting to see how the sam williams it's time they need December. him but yeah but they it's time you're right and i think you've seen enough from him that that you can hope that 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 they can corral that because he it, it's not hope like you know that he's a talented guy it's oh, yeah. just not yeah. consistency with that Correct. guy right so uh and that's why to me it, it seems like gilmore is is the guy just because i think it smooths the transition here's the other thing too it gives you another top-end guy at the corner position in case you need to kind of slow roll digs into this yes. situation. Yeah. So I just think it provides a lot more stability at a position that most teams in the NFL don't have stability. And uh, and, and I also think that it, it, it creates a situation that, especially if you sign Jordan Lewis as well, you have incredible depth at a position that almost no one in the NFL does have depth, at. yeah. And he got robbed of that opportunity this year because of, yeah. of digs. And now I think it's it'd be great to kind of roll that back with that chance of having those top four guys, uh, as your cornerback crew.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's Gilmore for me. Two things that I want to mention before we head out number one, did you see the, the videos of Stefan Gilmore yesterday throwing the football? Throwing at the football, Carolina? yeah, yeah I, I didn't yeah. know that he he could throw the ball like that. He apparently threw several passes for South Carolina which is really cool. He sent that to Mike McCarthy directly. You
0: know, <laughs> so you know that.
1: that uh, second thing, and I'm, I'm sure this doesn't factor into the Cowboys decision here at all, but if you're like galaxy braining this a little bit, if the Cowboys let Stefan Gilmore leave in free agency, they would not get a comp pick back because yep. he's been in the league for so long. Whereas Tyler Biotish and Dorance Armstrong, I think both are going to get around $10 million a year. And for a team that desperately needs more picks, let's say both of those guys equate to two fifth-round picks in 2025, I think you're going to need those picks. So it probably does make sense to let those guys walk and bring back the veterans that aren't going to really cost you much.
0: And if you remember, that's how the Cowboys got those players that we're having to replace (laughs) in 2025 is through comp picks. We got a ton of extra comp picks that year and allowed us to – have a whole bunch of draft picks in that year that we had, what was it, 10 picks or something, something like that? Like so, not. yeah, so that it makes sense that you would refill those coffers with more comp picks. Yeah. All right. That
1: is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the tight end position, talk about Jake Ferguson's breakout season, what to expect from Luke Schoonmaker in year two. Also, wanted to let you know that Landon and I are going to start some of our draft coverage. I know we've been a little bit later. Getting to some draft prospects that's going to change here in the next couple of weeks. The combine, the NFL combine st- starts next Thursday. We will get you up to speed for the NFL draft. So make su- sure that you are tuning in for that. Make sure that you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, go check out Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.